Hey, Doc Danny here, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. I know there's plenty of other things that you could be consuming or listening to right now, so I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you listen on a regular basis, I really appreciate that as well. Look, the times have uh, changed a little bit. Everyone is trying to scramble to figure out how they can move their clinical skill set online. And this is something that we've done for years. And we've been sharing this with countless practitioners by jumping on calls with them and trying to help them strategize on what they can do and how they can transition their clinical skill set online, which is very, very possible. So if you are in that boat where you're not seeing people in person the way that you were before or not at all, and you're trying to figure out how to utilize digital visits, uh, programming remotely, and figure all that out, let's jump on a call. 45-minute call. It's totally free. Head to physicaltherapybiz.com forward slash call, and we can help game plan how you can move your clinic online as well. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health, and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's up, guys? Zach Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and I got, uh, I got one of my buddies, Michael Tancini, on here with a way better Italian last name than I have. Uh, definitely makes sense. You can pronounce it correctly. He's the owner of Ground Overhead Physical Therapy in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, Michael's somebody that we've been working with in our mastermind since January. But Michael and I have actually had some amount of a relationship, uh, an re- email relationship to start with, uh, starting in September of 2015. So what's funny is dude, I pulled these emails up. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to kind of go through a little bit of this before, uh, nice. before, before we go. So the, I laughed out loud, actually, at one of the emails that you sent me because uh, first, so the, what happened was Michael reached out to us to see if we had any rotations. And uh, for anybody listening to this that has emailed us to see if we have a rotation and you've been turned down, everyone has been turned down. Okay. So we, we don't take rotations because it's not a good fit for, you're just not going to get much hands-on work um, for, uh, for, for, for what we do. And, um, and we don't want to just use you as like an admin. I feel like it's a disservice to your clinical rotation. So, so if, if you emailed me as well and we said, no, you're like everybody else. But Michael emailed me and then we went back and forth because we were talking about some blood test stuff on the uh, uh, Doc and Jock podcast back in the day. And CJ Martin was programming for you who worked with Joe, who was my co-host. So we kind of had like a little connection there. And uh, we went over some, some blood tests that we'd like to do on a preventative basis. And, and this is, this is what you wrote back. Uh, cause you said you went to your doctor to try to get some, uh, some blood tests. Uh, and you said that, uh, you wanted a adrenal panel, metabolic panel, and a hormone panel. I said, he denied me right away. Even after I told him everything I just told you above, he denied me, uh, for these blood tests. He says, you're 25. Look at your biceps. You have no reason to have anything wrong with you or get these <laughs> blood tests. <laughs> and I started laughing out loud. The, 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 the broken medical system is highlighted by somebody trying to be proactive with some of these tests and being denied by a, by a physician. And that was the, uh, that was the start of our, uh, our relationship. And we sort of connected and stayed in contact ever since. And, and Michael's been, uh, you know, he's gone on to start his own practice. And even in the emails, it's funny looking back on it, you're like, hey, when should I start my own thing? And and I was like, dude, get some reps under your belt, then, you know, go out on your own. And, and that's what you did. And, and uh, you, you started Ground Overhead, what year? Uh, immediately out of school. So right out, okay. So. Yeah, immediately out of school. So, so uh, yeah, I know you told me to wait, you know, get some reps under my belt, but uh, I didn't <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> uh, I hear you, see, man. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so I actually, uh, right about that time was when I started planning my business. Yeah. Um, and, uh, really starting to like build out the framework and, uh, try to come up with the name. Right. Yeah. And then, um, figure out where I was going to be at. And it's, uh, been a one big learning, uh, you know, place to be at since then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, with, with people coming straight out of school, it's, it's, it's a viable option if they have a strong coaching background or they have a strong background in a specific niche, you know, like you did with CrossFit. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd competed uh, individually and on teams and, and, you know, been working with Invictus, which is a super squared away, uh, you know, Jim, CJ Martin, I think is one of the smarter kind of coaches and programmers out there from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to work with him with CrossFit 808 and, and a couple of their athletes. Um, so, so you had this inherent depth of knowledge that helped you in, in a specific, you know, niche. Uh, and, and I think that's where, you know, if you're a student coming out and you have that, you, you definitely have an opportunity to have a successful practice right out of the gate. If you don't have that and you have to learn the coaching side and try to become a physical therapist at the same time, I think that would be really, really hard. So uh, for, what, what was the decision for you then? So like, you know, you're like, dude, is it, I just can't do this after what I've seen in my rotations or what was your, yeah. what was your, I mean, yeah, what, that was the motivation. It was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> It was. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, one of the things that drew me into PT was watching Kelly in right. the original MWOD days. And uh, then I went to my first clinical rotation and uh, it was in your standard run of the mill outpatient clinic. And, uh, man, I, I, I hated it. Like yeah. it was the most boring thing uh, that I could possibly ever go through. Um, probably, you know, I say that's probably a, you know, a, a mud dramatic, but, uh, it uh, wasn't what I wanted to do. And um, so I was looking at Kelly, I was looking at you, and uh, I was like, you know, like there's people out there doing what I want to do. And um, I'm going to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. So uh, I started looking into the more of the cash based model, um, followed you on the Doc and Jock podcast, uh, I, think, I think from the start. Um, uh, Kelly, uh, Jared Carter was out there. Uh, Aaron was out there. I didn't know of him at that time. And um, just uh, said, okay, like, uh, this is what it's going to take to do what I want to do. Um, these are the kind of people that I want to work with. And um, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. So, uh, yeah. Was it, was it, did you go straight in? I mean, were you 100%? I just started my business. I'm not working on the side or anything else. Or was it a side hustle transition? All the way in, all the way in. So, uh, I, let's see, my last clinical, uh, was down on Fort Bragg, uh, worked with, uh, Thor three in the, uh, oh, oh, that's a great rotation. Special operator. Uh, one of my professors, uh, actually is one of the PTs down there, or I was one, one of my previous professors was a PT down there. Yeah. And um, he would bring on like one or two people per uh, summer, I guess. And um, did you work with uh, Tara Caberwell at all while you were there? No, uh, Randy. No, Tara. Uh, Tara. Uh, you know, we, we actually we actually have another mastermind member that uh, okay. came over from Thor Three. She was a Thor Three uh, PT for years. So where uh, third group? So she was okay. with uh, yeah. And, but that, that's an amazing rotation. So what Michael's talking about is uh, there's a program called Thor three. I have no idea what it stands for, but it's basically an acronym for the special operations um, uh, community uh, strength and conditioning program they have. And they, yep. it's very, very well put together. Um, you know, super, super squared away hybridization of strength and conditioning and rehab kind of in the same place. And, and, uh, 
they do a great job with those, um, you, you know, with those operators. So getting opportunity to, to, to be in that sort of hybrid environment, um, that, that's probably something that was, you know, a huge advantage, I would assume, as a student. It was. Uh, it, it was a great final setup to uh, essentially get me working with the people that I ultimately I want to work with. Um, now, I don't work with many, like, active duty uh, military now, but um, but it was very, very similar. Like, there was a lot of crossover between what they were doing and what a lot of the CrossFit athletes and weightlifters are doing. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the strength coaches over in Thor, uh, like, hate CrossFit. And yeah. they, 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 they think it's, like, the worst thing ever. Right. Uh, yet, uh, when you look at their programming and then you look at, like, a really solid CrossFit gyms programming, uh, like, there actually isn't much difference. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so, so it was a great final kind of, like, stepping stone to get me into uh, my practice. Uh, Randy uh, was my CI. He actually uh, connected me with Aaron, um, who then I – uh, you know, which he, he was the original person that kind of helped me start my practice. Cool. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an awesome dude. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm very appreciative for like how, how he helped me. Um, that, that being said, like I've connected with you from the start, uh, on many different levels. And, uh, a little bit after, um, I got going, you started the Jim cash, PT blueprint and in all honesty I almost bought that too. Well it's um, funny because this is uh this was I, I just think anybody investing in themselves to start a business is, is incredibly important. Just from what I've learned the hard way. And you know, you can get to a certain place figuring it out all on your own. And and in some cases we have to do that, you know, and and uh, I did I did and I had to get to a place where I almost like ruined our business before I realized, you know, I was a liability because what I, what I was good at was sales and marketing. Like I get out, okay. I could, I could connect with people. I get people in the door. I could fulfill, but then at a certain point, like I lacked any infrastructure on systems and how to replicate that. And, and when, especially when we brought somebody on, I was just like, just do what I do. You know, it's, it'd be like Michael Jordan saying, just like, just do this. Like, like play, give me a basketball and be like, just dunk it. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, I, I can't, <laughs> you know, like, what are you talking about? I need coaching. And, 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 and that's a tough place to be. So like the business side of it and being able to have something that is unique to your niche, but also understand that you, you can be unique without having to figure everything out on your own, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a yeah. really, that's a really interesting way to look at it because we, as entrepreneurs, oftentimes we want to be creative and we're like, Oh, well, if I get, if I get help with something, I'm not creative. It's like, no, you can do, you can do whatever you want, but just like, don't learn lessons the hard way if you can, if you can get help. So, so with, with you get, having something to follow and getting started, what did that first year of your practice look like? So let's see, um, me, so that was in, I started laying the, my, my final, clinical was in the uh fall of 2016 uh i then married my wife uh on december 2016 congratulations um thank you uh then what something like 24 days later uh we were in the car uh two days after christmas driving um all the way across country to open up my practice uh so we moved out to I'm a I'm a San Diego um I started my practice out of out of Invictus out there 
And uh, so I didn't know you were there first. So you, so you were yeah, you were yeah. in San Diego, and then you moved back to North Carolina. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was out there for ten months. We uh, signed a ten month lease. Um, we landed out there uh, on like January third of seventeen. Um, I studied for boards. I took it uh, at the end of January. Um, got my license actually in North Carolina first. And then um, it was probably two months later till I got my license out in California. Yeah. Just due to um, uh, some of the processing. Um, and uh, from there, I opened up right away. Uh, I, I started actually treating other athletes on the team um, to pay my rent in the gym. And uh, on top of that, uh, I'd been under CJ and, uh, there's a guy out there named Tino who's, who's like yeah. his right hand man. Coach. Him, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I was under them from 2000. So just after the 2014 regional, um, all the way up until then. And, uh, I started training with the team. Um, I started treating the people that I was working out with and, uh, we ended up uh, having three teams for for the regionals that year. But uh, I saw my first patient. I remember it was like uh, got my first phone call on my dad's birthday. So it was March thirteenth, um, and which which was actually the the day that my my website went went live, um, cool. which was a uh, pretty cool. Um, then. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I started from the ground up there. I tried to get out and meet a lot of gyms in the area. Um, it, was, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, yeah. uh, to, to be honest. Uh, uh, one, because I was new to the area and no one knew me, um, except CJ and then his gyms. Um, uh, luckily, there was a girl who actually trained with us who owned uh, one of the gyms about 30 minutes north of uh where the office was uh who just wanted to train with the team um so i got a connection there and i did clinics for both invictus uh all three of their gyms plus uh her gym a little bit north um surprisingly like, like, like this this was a little bit of a shock to me like i tried to go out and like just walk into other crossfit gyms and meet the owners and um as soon as they heard who i was associated with uh, I was pretty much said, you know, thanks, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll probably never talk again. Um, so, so like, like, uh, that they didn't, they didn't say that, but, uh, it was very apparent, like in their, uh, the way their facial, um, expressions changed and, um, just the, uh, luck and the ability for me to like form these other connections in the area, uh, which, which shocked me a little bit. Um, now I think I would be a little bit better at that just, uh, because I failed a, a lot, a lot since then over the last three years trying to build relationships with gyms um let's see uh what brought so, you back to north carolina like how did that happen so you just decided you know what let's go back home you know me and my wife uh we are very much family people um and all our families here uh we didn't enjoy being 2200 miles away yeah. from our mom and dad and our other sisters live up in the dc area uh both our parents live within two hours of us now. Um, her parents at the beach. My parents live down just above Charlotte. And uh, 
so you know like we didn't we didn't like being out there um we didn't like the traffic we didn't like the how expensive things were uh we wanted to start a family and um we I looked around at all these like what seemed like normal size plots of land for where we came from and we're looking on zillow and it's like 1.5 million dollars oh yeah and and uh we, we were like you know like this isn't the kind of place that we want to raise a family yeah and uh we we knew that about five months in um and uh you know i i, I enjoyed my time out there i'm extremely grateful for everything i learned in my ex experiences out there um but we found out quick like it wasn't the place where we wanted to settle down and then once we knew that it was like okay let's figure out a plan to get back um and that was about five months in uh we left actually a few days before halloween and started driving back across um luckily uh the gym that i'm out of in chapel hill uh, right now um actually about a month before moving out to california she asked me if i wanted to start my practice out of her gym cool uh so i uh she was the first person i called um she said definitely i got a spot for you and uh i just kind of hit the ground running i'm uh, from there probably in october was when i started uh spreading the word uh on like social media and um other more public platforms just because i didn't want to start too early uh, as i was still working with people on that side of the country yeah. um but uh previous to letting everybody know um i had reached out to every single gym in the area so i didn't actually know like this is before i actually knew where my office was actually going to be mm. um i knew i was going to be somewhere in the area and i just sent out mass emails to everybody just trying to make you know connections um because i knew like i had built up to a certain patient volume uh on that side of the country and i knew that didn't mean anything as i moved back and i was gonna sure. have to start at ground one again um so in the first week i was back i think i uh, or in the first two weeks i was back i think i worked with something like um uh, maybe seven gyms uh just just doing clinic after clinic after yeah. clinic after clinic um and uh i was pretty much back up to my previous patient volume uh by the end of the year um that's awesome so so it sounds like this the area is a better fit for you i can tell you from yeah. experience that that we've seen uh with all the people that we've worked with so you know a few hundred a few hundred um uh, practice owners the hardest thing to do is move to a completely new city and try to establish yourself uh, there. You can definitely do it. I mean, I I did it. I did, I'm not from Atlanta. Yeah. And I didn't even know that that would. I mean, I, I'm not really from anywhere, so I didn't have anywhere to go. You know, like my family bounced around so much, we don't have deep roots anywhere. So, but oh, time and time again, we see this. You go somewhere where nobody knows you. You know, usually it's like, hey, I like it out here. You know, Denver or San Diego or somewhere cool like that. And and. Uh, but but you have no infrastructure, no friends, no family, and, and so yeah. you, it takes a, it takes a while to build that up. Um, now you come home, all of a sudden you have all these you know friends and family, and and you have this built-in sort of group of people rooting for you. They want to see you be successful. They're like, oh, you got to go see so and so. Plus, you probably have way less competition with people that are doing stuff similar to you, you know, mm -hmm. right now. So, uh, how long did it take for you got to, for you to get to a point where, you know, you were seeing eighty plus you know patient visits uh, uh, a month. 
Oh shoot, 80, 80 plus patient visits a month, man. I, I, I just broke that in the last year. Um, so I uh, probably, actually, yeah, so probably um, off the top of my head when I was out in San Diego, uh, it got up to be somewhere uh, between, I would say like 15 to 20 a week. Yeah. Um, uh, my price point was pretty low at that point or uh, lower at that point. Um, uh, but um, I would say on, on like a high end, like, like I remember I hit 20 once and I was like, man, this is awesome. And uh, then um, when I, when I got back, um, I started seeing people uh, at the, what, like the end of November, it was like right after Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, in that month, so November, December, I want to say um, I maybe saw, I, I saw that same ballpark, 15 to 20 patients. Um, which, which I was pretty stoked about because I just landed and just opened up my doors. Yeah, that's great. Um, then uh, things actually grew pretty quick. Uh, when I moved, I raised my price point, um, and I was able to maintain the same amount. And, and, and my expenses um, were actually ended up being about the same as they were out in um, on my California. Uh, so... Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, in that, I would say fluctuated between like at that point fourteen and twenty patients um, over the course of the spring, and then as I got to the summer, um, uh, the bottom dropped out, and I was down to like eight patients a week. Why? why and, is uh, that? Do you, do you have a reason for that, or was it just like so, you were fulfilling and not marketing the way you were before? Um, um, I wasn't good at marketing. Um, I, uh, wasn't good at selling. Um, and on top of that, the, uh, economy in Chapel Hill is very much driven, uh, or has, is largely impacted by the school system. Oh yeah. Uh, because, uh, you've got Chapel Hill there, you have Duke, um, you have the, everyone who lives inside Chapel Hill probably works at the college. Uh, or, or has some connection with the hospital system and the college. Uh, plus, all the high schools and middle schools, they all get out at the same time. Yeah. So it, it was like, I remember, it was like the middle of June. All the schools got out. Uh, the Chapel Hill left for the year. And then all of a sudden, like, the town was just a ghost town. Mm. And um, so I hadn't built enough connections at that point yet. Um, and I, uh, I was essentially drawn from a pretty small group of people who all happened to go out of town at that same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you had no, uh, no recurring revenue built into the model at no, all at this no, point, none. right? So it was like, yeah. None. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, all of a sudden the bottom drops out and I was like, oh man, this is, uh, you know, am I gonna be able to, you know, am I gonna, am I gonna bounce back from this? Like, like I didn't. I didn't really know yeah. uh, what I was doing. And um, I'll be honest, like, like it almost drew me or it almost uh, threw me out of the practice. Uh, not, not because I didn't want to do what I was doing, just because I was like, man, I got to, you know, I have to bring home money so I can do my part to help my wife and I out. And Dude, uh, it's, a, it's a tough, I, I, I remember my first Christmas, like, or my first December, I, something very similar happened. And I was like, 
I guess it's over. I literally thought, oh man, I, I started looking for jobs, you know, at like other places and stuff. And, and what we don't know are in our, in our first year is that there's, every place is slightly different, but there's cyclical, you know, ups and downs based on yes. season, right? You know, and, and so where you're at and, and, and people can be different. Like we work with some folks that are in more uh, uh, like a, a travel sort of destination and maybe they're at the beach or, or that area. So maybe their, their busy time is the summer. So they get, you know, huge influx of people over the summer and then less people, uh, you know, o- over the winter. And uh, f- for you, you know, you know, parents are off and, and uh, the schools are out. So you have all the people that are traveling during this time, probably and they're yep. out of town. So, so it's hard to gauge your cash flow with that if you don't know it's coming. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm going out of business. Right. And it's just yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know what, that was actually the next time I talked to you. Yeah. Um, no, no, I remember. I, I, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a good, you weren't in a good spot, right? You're just like, what the hell happened? You know? And, yeah. and uh, but, and, and that's, what's been so interesting for me is like, you know, I, I've had a chance to connect with you via email and, and, a, and a handful, you know, phone calls and stuff and just, and, and to see where your practice has gone and some of these things that you've figured out and, and uh, you know, and, and it's not that you don't have a successful, successful practice. You totally do. And it's, and, and you built that, you know, from the ground up, like two different places. That's hard to do. Yeah. I think the challenge is once you get to a certain point, uh, especially once you get to a point where, you know, your schedule is basically tapped out and you start to feel yeah. really, you, you know, your, your energy levels kind of, it, it gets, it gets drained because you're, you're there all day. Then you're doing all the admin stuff. And then you're, you're basically recreating the wheel over and over again. There's no system. There's no structure. And you yeah. also kind of see there's no, there's no end in sight, right? You're yeah. then it's like, man, is this what I'm doing for the next however many years versus getting to a point where, you know, you just sort of decide what you want to do with your business, be able to be creative with that and, and, you know, create a solution. Uh, and, and, and for people it can be different, right? For somebody like yourself, there's, there's vertical scale. You could scale to another employee. You could have more mm. visits that way. There's also the cross sell opportunities like for you with programming, especially having, you know, absolutely, you know, uh, yeah. Experience with CJ, you know, and CJ, it, it, when we, we talk to people about programming, you know, like we have a strength coach that programs for us. It's about 200 bucks a month that we outsource to him. He's awesome. Uh, but that's nothing compared to a lot of these other, you're talking Man. three to $600 a month uh, yeah. just for programming. So I, um, this is men, this is back. I started, I said, I started working with them in 2014. Uh, I was paying 330 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and it's probably higher now. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for, uh, the time that I got to know CJ and, um, essentially take like, uh, the programming and, uh, strength knowledge that I knew, uh, coming into working with him and then being able to, uh, look at, take what I knew, take out like, okay, what is, what is he giving me? And then how do these things mesh? And, um, and how does this learn with the principles that I'm c- continuing to, yeah. to, to adapt and learn. And, uh, that was, that's, that's one of the biggest, um, things that helped that that's helped me, uh, get into my practice so fast was just understanding more of the strengths out of things. Yep. Um, and then working with the more of the strength athlete, uh, I was able to, um, you know, identify things they were doing, uh, pretty quickly. Um, that would help just break the pain cycle. Um, I knew enough kind of skills to help get them, uh, immediate change pretty fast. Um, and then I was able to provide them with a solution to, uh, so that they didn't have to deal with the problem they were dealing with again. And, um, 
Well, and, and it's uh, a tough thing to do. So, like programming, like is is not not easy uh, to to yeah. really you know be good at it. You know, for you, it's it going forward with ground overhead. Is this some an area that? Uh, you know, you, you want to have like be a big, a big part of the, the practice and like, what, what do you, what do you see it, you know, look like over the next three years? It is. So, um, currently, uh, I, I, I do offer, offer programming. Um, I've been doing it now since, uh, man, I, I've been programming for people since I was in PT school. Yeah, actually. So, um, and, uh, w- one of the guys that I started with back then, uh, I still work with today. That's awesome. Uh, not on the programming side of things, but more as like a, um, nutrition and also kind of like a life slash uh, business coach a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Cool. Um, so he, he's actually the head manager at one of the gyms in the area. And, uh, I meet with him monthly for his, um, I'm a, I'm a nutrition, uh, but it often turns into talking about business because, uh, yeah, yeah. Because he, essentially has all the ownership duties without actually having ownership stake in the yeah. company. Um, so, uh, I'm currently, um, it is something I've been doing. I haven't focused too heavily on spreading the word about it. It's, it's more so been from people just asking me, they know that I do it and, uh, they'll just shoot over a message to say, Hey, um, I'm looking for someone to help me with this kind of programming um can you help and i was like yeah definitely so um yeah it should definitely I've, be a part of what you do man especially yeah, right now exactly. like t- talk about like you know okay w- your volume is down in-person yeah. stuff is not quite as uh frequent and all that but like um i think it's a i think it's an amazing addition to a practice whether it be bolting on you know to what you're doing by outsourcing to a coach or handling it yourself and and ironically one of the things that we get a lot with people that work with crossfitters are just like oh but they already do programming it's and it's true uh and and about half the people that we do work with it's structured accessory and mobility work that they want specific to themselves and and oftentimes it's it's um it's in conjunction with a visit. So, you know, there's a visit with a program that's being fulfilled, uh, by, by our coach and it's a recurring, it's a recurring, uh, revenue stream. And I think for people like yourself that have that unique skill set to do both of them, it's super marketable. And it's also like, you talk about the stick rate of a lot of these folks, right? Like you have somebody that's stuck around with you for five years or whatever at this point, yeah. right? Like it's a long time. And, uh, and, yeah, once you get past that first three months, the stick rate's really, really good. So, yeah. so, I mean, I, I think this is where people get a chance to be creative too, where it's like, man, I got more time because patient volume is all down. You know, what can we be working on? Like what, what elements of the business are, are, you know, you can come out of this with, you know, an additional couple thousand dollars of recurring revenue, all the patient volume comes back, which it will eventually. Now all of a sudden you're in a better, a much better place to be able to scale to, you know, whatever it is you want. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so, so that's actually what I'm trying to do at the moment is, uh, generate some kind of, um, uh, marketing lead and, uh, really try and spread the word a little bit more. Um, I've, I've actually stayed pretty busy with a uh, patient volume up yeah. to this point. Um, and, and I've been trying to juggle different kind of things. So, so, so it's almost my patient volume has been down a little bit, has been down a ton, but, uh, I like, I know I've got these other things in the pipeline that, that yeah. need to get done because my March of revenue was good. My April on my revenues actually started out very, very well. Um, but I look ahead to May and I'm like, okay, like I've got to start building the framework in these different sectors. Um, because I I'm anticipating May is going to be a, a little bit lower too. Yeah. And, uh, just, 
as I get a little bit more time, as my schedule thins out a little bit, I'm starting to try to put more and more attention into um, getting these programming, uh, getting the programming side of things, you know, developed and uh, or, or just get it out there. Also, like the like the telehealth, um, like mm-hmm. that's something I've actually been doing uh, for about, probably about the last three years. Yeah. Um, since I started, uh, I, I haven't really spread the word much, uh, simply because I was so focused on trying to improve the the brick and mortar side of things um, that the telehealth just wasn't like a needed. It, it just wasn't on on the radar of things that I really should be focusing on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's true. It, it's funny. What, yeah. what it's making you look at now is like, uh, the, it, is there a better model? Right. You know, like, yeah. and, and we've done the same thing. I mean, I remember doing these, these, uh, virtual mobility packages for mobility while when I first came out uh, of the army, uh, where we would do like an hour long virtual assessment and then a couple 30 minute follow-ups and we'd build them a little, a little program to follow. And I mean, we dude, I, I did, I did those quite a lot uh, because, you know, I, I was building my business and, and it was just revenue I could generate coming in and we do those virtually. We do people, I mean, all over the world, like we, we would jump yeah. on calls with people. It, just, it was a time zone thing in some cases, but you could do it with anybody. I, I mean, I remember yeah. sitting on, I remember having to like stay up uh, super late to talk to somebody in Australia at like a weird time. And, and you know, but, but there you can reach people all over the world. So if you have this unique skill set, I think it's a cool opportunity to, uh, to, to utilize it, you know, and, and for you, it seems like the, the one thing that I've, it seems, you know, I've noticed is it seems to be that you have a lot more kind of clarity organization of like where you're going next. Absolutely. And what you want to work on next. And, and I would say like for you, so what, what's been sort of the biggest thing that's changed for you and, you know, with, you know, coming on board the mastermind, getting some structure what yeah. you're doing in January, what, what's changed that, that you feel like has kind of been the most important thing for you to have, have, you know, really worked on. Okay. So, uh, man, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're spot on like, like structure, uh, is huge for me. Um, it's, uh, started back when I started programming for myself back in the day. Uh, I remember, uh, the first time I blocked up my schedule, uh, was when I was a junior at Chapel Hill. Um, I literally took an Excel spreadsheet and I blocked out my sleep. I blocked out my classes, my training. And I was like, okay, like I, I can study in these periods of time and, and I've got to make sure I make, you know, the grades I want by studying in those periods of time. Um, I took that all the way forwards. Uh, and then as I started to programming, like I really geeked out on like progressive overload and like, uh, changing the different factors to grow, uh, at a steady rate over time. Mm. Um, which then t- took me into my practice, which, uh, I was like, okay, I gotta have a framework. I remember talking to a buddy of mine who owned one of the gyms in the area. And, um, he said, man, like running a business is just like doing programming. It's like you, you have your end goal, you work backwards from that goal and you determine all the steps necessary to get there and just work on it on a daily basis. Super true. Yeah. And, uh, so when I was, you know, started out, I just had to figure out what the heck I was doing, what the name was going to be, where, where I was going to be. Um, I knew that I didn't know anything about running a business. Um, as it's funny, I went into healthcare so I could stay away from business. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Uh, and, um, so I 
found someone that helped me uh, with the initial business side of things, which uh, really jump started me forward uh, t- tenfold. And uh, honestly, man, like after looking at the blueprint, after after I got it and c- coming on board, I was like, man, like I wish I had this from from the start because it would it would it would have been a game changer. Yeah. Um, and uh, then as I moved forward, um, us continually figured out things that I didn't know and that I had to figure out. Uh, the first time I jumped on the call with you. Uh, it's, um, you know, like I, I really knew that I needed help and, and like I, I needed help moving forward. Um, I was on an Island by myself. Uh, I had nobody around, around me. My wife doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any other PTs or any other business owners like of myself to even bounce ideas off of, uh, the price turned, t- turned me away at first. Um, uh, so I kind of went back into that kind of like cyclical process uh, you were talking about, these ups and downs that would come every few months. Um, finally, uh, it got to the point. So in my first year back in Chapel Hill, um, I actually uh, hit the six-figure mark even after that bad summer. Nice. Um, which, uh, which I was – pumped about, but I continued to go through the ups and downs and, uh, it almost drew, like drove me out of running my practice um, uh, multiple times, um, simply because the stress involved with it. And then, uh, finally, uh, at the end of 2019, um, I improved again in my total, t- total sales. And, uh, I remember I was having the best January start that I'd ever had. And, uh, I was pretty close to taking another job. Um, simply because the stress, like, like me, me and my wife are expecting our first kid in August. And, uh, the, the stress had just reached a point. I was on an Island. Like I had no one to talk to. Um, I was just isolated. Uh, and, um, you know, it's not really a great place to be, you know, headspace wise. Like I wasn't, in the best business heads headspace. Like I wasn't a good, happy person to uh, I'm a, be around with my wife. I was grumpy. Um, you know, like little things would just kind of like set me off. I was tired all the time. Yeah. And, uh, so I remember I sent you a Instagram message at the same time that I got the offer from the other P- PT clinic. And, uh, man, like I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to take this job or I'm going to go in the mastermind group and, um, join the mastermind group. Uh, thankfully, uh, you know, like I, I, I deep down inside, I knew I was never going to take that job as it's just was like, it's that just isn't me. Like I don't, I don't want to work in a standard clinic. Um, I'm very passionate about, working with the people that I work with as I feel like we are an underserved population. Like it's, I mean, it's, um, you know, you, a a runner or a a crossfitter goes to an MD and, uh, you know, nothing against MDs, but for the most part they go in and they're like, Oh, squatting's bad. Lifting weights is terrible. Uh, you need to stop doing this and you're probably going to need surgery in the next year because you've got a, back or knees of a 70 year old and it's, it's like it's like no it's, it's like it's like that, that that person can 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 thrive in what they're doing 
they just need to be shown how to and how to do it better and smarter. And um, which led me in, you know, to joining the group. And, and I can say, like, uh, I've always been very spending averse. Uh, I, like, I, I, I've never liked spending money. Um, and I can tell you that uh, it felt great to spend the money to join the group. And immediately, um, I was I, I got what I wanted. Uh, it, it was essentially guidance, right? So it's so like I, I needed more guidance uh, of people who had been there, done that, ultimately had paved the way. Um, and it was, you know, like it made things a lot easier because you guys had all these systems, you guys had all these different kind of um, skill sets you've developed over the years. And uh, which now you're giving away to everyone that you that you work with, and um, it's it's been an absolute game changer. The the main one just being how I talk to people. Like like man, I I remember it was um like I have never been good at sales. Uh, it's uh, not it's never been one of my strong suit. Um, in the beginning, I thought sales was kind of like this dirty word, and like I hated it. You know, all I thought was like you know use used car salesmen, you know, selling, uh, you know, just trying to take people's money. Um, but, uh, as soon as I got involved with the group, I got access to the, to the mastermind and the blueprint. Um, the, the sales section was the first spot that I listened to or the first piece that I, that I listened to. And I remember like immediately, um, I think I converted like seven out of the eight of the first of the, of my next visits that I had. And I was like, man, this is, this is a game changer. And did you, I mean, did you feel bad doing it? I think that's the other thing. No, like, no, you know, no, for me, no. Dude, I went through a lot of sales training and I was like, this seems pushy. This seems really aggressive. This, this doesn't seem right. And as soon as I started diving into like the psychology of selling and positioning myself as, you know, what, the way I always think about it. And this is, this is what helped me because I felt very similar to you. I felt really bad about taking people's money um, to work with me, even though I knew I could help them. It was, I knew the alternative was not good. I knew the alternative yeah. is what you said. You're going to go get this information you can't unhear about how shitty your knees are, your back is, or whatever uh, from, from your from your doc. They're going to give you some medication. They're going to give you some some imaging that's going to show some stuff that's basically irrelevant. They're going to tell you to stop doing the things that you like to do, and then they're basically going to put you in a really bad mental state that is hard to dig out of that. Right. So for me, I'm yeah. like, man, if 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 this person uh, doesn't commit to working with us. Uh, yeah, at one on one side, it's not good for our business, but it's bad for their health. It's bad for their outcome. And as soon as I took that frame, at, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, it changed dramatically because you know I went from a place of trying to like get them to do something to being uh, a helper, being an assistant uh, for them. And if they're not the right fit for us, we're very honest with them about that too, right? So like we have to be very ethical about it no matter what. Absolutely. But that changed it dramatically for me. And I, I think that's, yeah, oftentimes we, we get this sales training that is just old, outdated, very, very aggressive, you know, techniques that they just aren't the right approach for what we do. And I think that's where it gets really challenging for people that they're like, how do you sell this? Well, it has to be in a really specific way for it to feel good to you and the other person because yeah. everybody likes to buy stuff, but, but, but nobody likes to sell things, right? Because they feel bad about it. But if you really feel good about buying something, like I don't feel bad one bit about you joining our mastermind group. And the reason why is <laughs> good <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, because I know we can help you. Right. And it's not free, yeah. you know, and, and, and if you feel good purchasing it and be, you know, investing in yourself, like that's how it should feel because it's the right decision at the right time for the right person. Yeah. And, um, man, I'll tell you, it was, uh, 
like I used to really struggle, like saying, telling people what I charged, um, as, uh, you know, different people around there is, ah, oh, you know, it's too uh, pricey. You know, I can go get PT for, you know, 50 bucks down the yeah. road. And, um, you know, it was funny is when I moved back, uh, me, there's actually another PT in town and we were inside the same gym and wow. we had offices literally right down the hall from each other. And, uh, uh, I charged at that point, 147 and she, I, I really don't know what she charged, but I want to say it was under 70. And, um, and it, and I still found a way to grow and thrive, um, with, with her there. And then she, she ended up moving out, go, go into a different, uh, gym in the area. Um, super nice lady. Like, like I, you know, I, I actually enjoyed being there with her because one, it was cool to talk to another yeah. PT on a, on a normal basis. Um, and uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I chose that gym that I moved back into as crazy as that sounds. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I just wasn't good at selling it and, uh, yeah, I felt bad about selling it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'd read all these books. So I remember like you, you would throw out a bunch of sales books, uh, on, on the different podcasts. I'd read all these different books. Um, you know, I'd listen to all these different people and then I would go try and do it personally. And I'd be like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and, uh, none of this is working and, and it doesn't feel good. And, uh, after doing the sales training through the blueprint was actually, uh, uh, the first time which like sales kind of clicked for me and it, it, there's this framework uh, that made sense and um, it was super easy to follow and it's you know I'm very much framework kind of person to where I can take the framework put it in different situations and uh, still make it work smoothly um, as long as all the pieces are there. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's essentially what I found. And, um, since then it's been an absolute game changer and, uh, mixed with that, you know, like just having you guys around me, uh, that helps support me on, you know, in the business, um, having other people, you know, in the mastermind group, which are doing the same thing I'm doing is, uh, awesome. Right. So like being able to connect with people through Facebook and, um, on these different kind of group calls that we do and uh, being able to hear a lot of the problems that they're having. And uh, some people who have been in business longer than me uh, and the problems they're having, but also hearing people who are just starting up who I was like in my mind say, yeah, like like I, I went through that and and like, I know exactly how, how you're feeling at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and that's really you know, cool. I think, I think the thing for you too now, right. Is like, you're in a place where you get, look, you have a successful cash practice, like, and there's plenty of people that'll look at, at you know, like, man, I want to be like Michael. Right. And, and what's funny is, uh, you know, you, you see these things that people are, are going to do. And, and even within, even within our mastermind, what's happened is, you know, people, they, they assume these roles depending on, they have to know when to lead and when to follow. Right. If you're mm -hmm. having a conversation with somebody that's like two months into their practice, there's like so much you can talk to them about. Right. And, and you can help them with and then, and then you, you sit down with somebody like a, like a Justin Feldman or, or a clay, you know, Jones, you know, that, that's further along with you in terms of multiple employees and things like that going on. And, or the guys, the resilient guys up in New York and, uh, and, and they're like a few steps ahead of where you're at. So now all of a sudden it's yeah. like, 
okay, let me listen. Let me see what they have to say and, then, yeah. and, and, and get information. And that's what I always liked about it. And, and it's one of the reasons why we like to lump uh, the, the group together in person is that they get a chance to see that. And the other thing that's, that I think is really interesting and, and uh, maybe I, I don't think I'm the only person that looks at it this way, but anytime I'm around other people that I know have more success, uh, you know, in terms of on paper, we can define that a lot of different ways, but, but at least like their, their practice financially has done better um, or is bigger. I, I always think to myself, I'm like, man, is this, this person is, is a human being just like me. They're no different. Yeah. You know, they, they, they forget shit just like I do. You know, they're, 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 they've got flaws. They've got with, and, and that's a really empowering thing. I think that's, it helps a lot with confidence, you know? So, um, yeah. And I think for you on the group calls that we do, what you said is hearing other people's problems. Uh, and that, always, I, I felt like helped me look at things from a different angle, right? It's like, yeah, oh, someone's absolutely. having the same problem, but they're looking at it differently. It's really interesting how that works. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, um, you know, and uh, that's, that's really one of the best parts about being in the group is, uh, uh, you know, being around people who are going through the same things uh, you are, you know, and uh, you're not on this island anymore, even though like, I've never met any of the people in person. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, we had to, we had to yeah. reschedule our April that we're supposed to be, what, uh, 10 days out from the from the April event, roughly. Kelly, you know, Sturette was presenting and Jerry Durham was coming in town. It's like, I, trust me, man, we, we really wanted to like have this thing going on. Obviously we rescheduled for, 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 for a purpose, but uh, yeah. eventually that'll happen, you know, and, and yeah, you'll get a chance to meet him and, and we'll, we'll get a chance to train together in the morning. You know, you'll get yeah. a chance to see if you can beat Jared Moon in the EO three, five K, you know, that's, that, that's everybody's, everybody's goal. No one's done it yet, but what uh, is it? Uh, what is it? Oh, you know, you're going to start training for it. So it's, uh, <laughs> here's yeah. what it is. Six rounds. Six okay. rounds of 800 meter run. And after 800 meter run, you do three rounds of five push ups, 10 sit ups, 15 air squats. Uh, so three rounds of that. And then you go back to the next 800 meter run. So it's basically a, a 5K distance ish uh, of, uh, of running and then uh, a bunch of sit ups and push ups and uh, squats. And it was something that Jared used to do with. Um, groups that he was leading PT within the air force up to okay. like a couple hundred because you can do that on a track with a lot of people. So, yeah. so we do it, uh, we do it every, every, uh, every event, um, in the morning, we train at six in the morning and, uh, yeah, no one's beat Jared yet. We've got some people that are pretty close. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I'll, I think I'll give him a, you know, a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going um, to text yeah. him and say, Oh man, Michael's out for you. Yeah. Uh, man. Um, yeah. So, so man, man, they're, you know, they're the things I'm, I'm just pumped about, you know, is being around like-minded people just like myself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Like my wife knows how, how like spending a verse that I personally am. And, uh, you know, she, she knew that I felt good about it. And then, you know, I buy this pretty extremely expensive, uh, you know, packet, I mean, this product. Right. And all of a sudden that was at, at the, end of January, very start of February. And then all of a sudden a month and a half later, you know, the shit hits the fan and, uh, yeah. COVID 19 is going on. And me and her, you know, both agreed that like, it was the best thing that I could possibly do to buy that a mastermind group entry, like at that point in time, um, not knowing like what was coming in the, in the future, but, but like, I am in way like a much better place now, you know, mentally, but also just having you guys around me trying to help me f figure stuff out than I ever would have been. Um, I'm a, if I hadn't joined the group, like I, I probably would have been like in, you know, full of anxiousness and like, uh, 
just probably not in the best place mentally. You know, if what was going on now uh, would have happened to me and I wasn't in the group, um, I can tell you since joining the group, like uh, one of the things that's actually uh, been a major weight off my chest is um, I look at my first three months of revenue um, from 2020. Uh, compared to my first three months of revenue from 2019. And uh, I could pretty much take off about a month and a half and not see anyone and bring in no money whatsoever and um, be at a better place than I was at the start of 2019. So, wow. so like I knew like uh, the, you know, from uh, working with, with you guys in the group, like the early um, uh, successes I've had this year, um, have gone a long way with just one putting me in a much better spot to handle a situation like this, because yeah. now I've got more money in the bank and to where I can play more of that, of, of that long game instead of having to worry about, Oh, like what's my next paycheck going to come from? Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, like I'm, I'm big on spending money. I mean, sorry, I'm uh, saving money. Uh, for, from the start I've been putting away, like every extra dollar uh, trying to make an, an emergency fund if I uh, were to ever not be able to work. Yeah. Um, and I think it's up to like six months now to where uh, me, me and my wife could legitimately, like I wouldn't bring in anything and we would live the, exactly the same lifestyle as we're living now. Yeah. Um, and Dude, uh, how, how like, how good does that make you feel? You know, from a standpoint oh, awesome. of just like stress, uh, it's, it's a huge difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and my wife jokes, she's like, and we're in this pandemic, this emergency, and you're not going to touch the fun. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, we're not touching that because we don't, we don't need it. Yeah. And uh, like, like I'm, I'm still bringing in enough uh, of revenue to pay us the same as we did previously yeah. and uh, still put money in the bank after that. So I was like, you know, like we don't, we don't actually need this now. And uh, which, which makes me feel really good. Um, even if I'm not bringing in as much as I want to bring in, uh, having the framework from like you guys and from like what I've learned over the last few months, um, all the uh, things that you guys are constantly doing to um, help us pr progress our business um, and like generate these different avenues. Because man, like it is an excellent time right now to like, uh, generate, you know, the telehealth, like, like, like I'm not like, like I don't, I'd never want telehealth or like the video consultations to be the major part of my business. So it, it just isn't like, like I, I, like the people that I work with do get a good, you know, benefit out of it and, and it does help them work out of other problem and fix it for good. But, um, at that same time, like that's just not where I personally want to be. Um, but having this opportunity to grow it, to bring in another another revenue stream, and then touch a larger group of people, and then add back in the other you know inpatient or in-house visits uh, that I'm going to keep on doing is going to be a game changer. Plus, bringing out the the programming uh, you know side of things, so like get more people on my pr programming agenda. Yeah. Um, to where I can bring in the revenue from there um, is ultimately going to going to be a game changer moving forward. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in, in playing, playing the long game yeah. and uh, being able to have success over a long period of time 
instead of uh, looking for all these like really quick ways just to j- just make a buck. Like, um, uh, you know, listening to like you and Jerry Durham and um, shoot, uh, you name it, Aaron, uh, all, every, everyone who's been pretty big in this space from the start always talks, you know, like the uh, Updock Media guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they always talk, you know, play the long game, play the long game, play the long game. Um, uh, I read a book about that. I forget what the book's called now off the top of my head. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, you know, that's the key. And, and like joining this mastermind group is playing the, playing that long game because like it's, you guys have solved problems, which I haven't even figured out is a problem yet. Uh, so that I can continue to move and build this foundation uh, and then have a better opportunity, you know, six months, eight months, nine months down the line, yeah. uh, to then grow into what I want it to be. Um, and instead of trying to figure out those problems, like you guys are there to guide me through that process too. Um, Dude, it's been, it's been cool for us because you talk about long game, right? Like, yeah, you know, we, we, we've had some amount of a relationship for five years and, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I remember when you messaged me and you're like, dude, I'm thinking about taking this job. And I was like, do you want to take a job somewhere else? Or do you want to have a business you actually enjoy running? You know, like, which, yeah. which one is it? Like, cause I didn't think you wanted to take a job somewhere else. And I, I've actually had, you know, I've had conversations like that with quite a few people that they get to a place where they start to really dislike the business they've created for themselves. They don't understand how to manage it. It's like they've created a box for themselves that now they're stuck in. And it's better than the, I guess it's better than the box they were in when they were somewhere else, but like they, they feel trapped and they feel, uh, they, you know, they, they just feel run down and, and um, the, the, I guess the luster of the, the new thing has worn off. And what they don't realize is if you don't structure your business correctly, then your business runs you and yeah. you end up, you end up, yeah, you, you might have control over what you do, but you're not present. You're not around your family. You're, you're, yeah. you're constantly thinking about the wrong thing. And I've had, I've struggled with this myself, man. It's been a hard thing for me um, as, especially as we've started, um, you know, multiple businesses. And I think that, the place that you're in and, and to hear where you're at now, like it's so cool. And I, I'm, I'm really, you know, appreciative of you sharing, sharing your experience. Cause I know, um, you know, I mean, people would, they love to hear like, Oh yeah. Like here's my Lamborghini. I'm crushing it. It's like, no dude, like it, business is hard. Business is not, it's not for everybody. it is. And it challenges you. But, but if you're willing to work on yourself along the way, it, it's potentially the greatest personal development vehicle that I've ever, you know, seen, um, because it forces you to, to kind of get better at that. So, you know, for, for you, man, I, I appreciate your time. This has been, this has been fun to, to, to dig into this. I'm sure that, you know, there'll be people that will that'll want to reach out, kind of learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, or if they know anybody in the area, they want to refer uh, your way. Where can they find out more uh, or learn more about, you know, your, your practice? Uh, so uh, my practice is ground to overhead PT. Um, so uh, you can just do a quick Google search, a ground to overhead, much like you're taking a barbell from the ground to overhead. Uh, I'm a physical therapy. Um, Google it. I'll probably be the one that pops up. Uh, you can send me a message through my website um, or send me an email through through the website. You can find me on Instagram at uh, at Dr. Tank underscore DPT. Uh, so Dr. T-A-N-K. Uh, Tank has always been my, my nickname. Um, so it's, uh, you know, playoff of that last name. Um, let's see. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Grand Riverhead PT as well. Um, and, and, and they're the easy ways to find me. Uh, so um, I try and um, 
connect with other business owners and um you know i love talking to people um and uh you know i'm happy to you know help people along the way uh obviously if they want to uh really get a coach uh you're the person that they need to come to and uh you know um but i'll be probably happy to answer questions and um yeah yeah man uh people's uh you know like i I don't think it was ever the business itself that was driving me out, right? Like, because I would, I'd, I'd work with my patients and I'd say, man, like, I love doing this. And then I'd go home and I'd have the business side of things. And I was like, man, I hate this. Like, like I absolutely hate this. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, but I think it was less of my dislike for what I was doing business-wise and more of the fact that I didn't know what I was doing. So there was a lot of anxiety around it. Yeah. And that's what I didn't like. And yeah. uh, joining you guys, man, like has taken that out of the picture. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing a thousand times more um, on both sides of working with people, but also the, the business side. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate um, everything you guys continue to do for us. So. Cool, man. Hey, dude, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. That's a great way to yeah, end man, it. Yeah, man, Danny. Yeah, dude, th thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, as always, hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.